What's the latest in healthcare data protection? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group, and I'm talking today with Dean Ocampo, Solutions Strategy Director with SafeNet Inc. Dean, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Tom. Dean, what do you see as being the top data protection challenges for healthcare organizations today? And I guess I'd specifically ask about regulatory compliance and the threat landscape. You know, I, I, I think just in general, there's um, one of the challenges is the sobering reality that you know, compliance doesn't necessarily mean security. So I think organizations are trying to figure out, even if I'm down the road of compliance, um, how, am I, how come I'm still running across breaches, right? So I think there's there's a bit of maturation going on in the industry. Um, and I think fortunately or unfortunately, you know, some of the efforts going on the High Tech Act is, is distracting a little bit on the security side. So if you, if you look at how folks are trying to translate what meaningful use and trying to get some funds for uh, exchanging electronic patient information is taking a bit of the focus off of um, how they overall secure, secure the data. So those are a couple challenges that I see. Um, you know, I did a quick uh, look this morning just to look at what some of the news, latest news is <clears throat> on the healthcare front. And I see just, just this week we've seen Rite Aid has uh, settled some uh, fees for, you know, exposing some patient information via how they uh, had to uh, put some information in the trash, et cetera. I see another university hospital had, um, you know, lost some information through a flash drive. So organizations continue to, to run across security breaches despite the fact that they they believe they're well on the way towards um, compliance. And I think you asked the question about threat, threat landscape as well. Yes. So, you know, a couple things there, um, you know, kind of along those trends, I think one of the big things the, that I hear from for customers is, is the whole insider threat. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times when we wrote um, the regulations, we, we thought about privileged users and maybe the admins in the world, but I, I think we might have neglected the, you know, the malicious insider. Uh, and we're seeing in breaches in general that insiders are one of the biggest biggest threats. That may also be the result of, I think, just generally economic um, landscape. Then seeing more cases where you know people are being laid off or the employers are becoming embittered, and they're taking off on the IT staff, so they walk away either leaving bombs in the system uh, or taking information with them. So insiders are a big one top of mind for for customers. Uh, the big one that makes head, uh, headlines, I just mentioned this earlier, we had one of flash drive that was earlier this week. Uh, we're seeing a lot of portable loss that continues to make news, um, also exposing the fact that most organizations haven't figured out their portable drive and media strategy when it comes to, to information. And, and kind of my big thing, and this applies across the board and is exacerbated in the regulatory field, is is the fact that you know, we focused a lot in security on our point solutions. We've, we've, we've looked at the letter and the intent of the law and tried to figure out, okay, I've got this one particular issue and this one regulatory requirement. What exactly, what is the widget that I apply there? Um, I think we've hit the maturation phase where organizations are starting to think more holistically. And I think these breaches that we're seeing are causing them to think more about it that I can't think about this discrete elements. I really have to think about how my information flows through my system from a lifecycle approach. And that if I go and look from a lifecycle approach, I can do a couple of things. One is I can start uh, having better controls to make sure that I avoid breaches because I've thought about how information is passed on between different systems. But it also means that I can get higher operational efficiency because I've, I, I can realize and spot redundancies 
uh, and other things where I can reduce costs from anything, but from a lifelike perspective. So, so there's a couple of things that I see from, from a threat perspective. Yeah, you talked about portable media and laptops, and certainly we see a lot of breaches intentionally are not that way. In your experience with your customers, where do you see healthcare organizations struggling the most to protect critical data? Well, I think um, I, I think you're right. It's on, it's on the portable media side. You know, I would have said a few years ago it would be on the authentication side, but I think most organizations have some strategy in place to figure out, uh, you know, what are the the ways I can control how people access information. What they're struggling with is okay. You know, what do I do with information that moves from a from a portal perspective? And so, to, just to get into the bits and bytes more on on, on the cryptography side, um, you know, cryptography is a great solution for you know I like to call it kind of the command and control uh, layer for security uh, inside healthcare organizations because they can really put that wrapper uh, confidentially around it uh, around data. They can follow it through the organization, and that's where I talked about before where. And you need to start thinking outside of silos of, uh, you know, encryption and privacy. You know, if we think more holistically about uh, encrypting our data through a life cycle, we can start avoiding issues where information at some point in the life cycle ends up at a portable media drive. So I think organizations are trying to figure out how to expand, you know, their cryptography and their encryption solutions to a larger part of the organization, specifically things like media drives. I think we've got a bit of a handle on how they're doing it from a laptop perspective. It becomes more of an issue of operationally how far are they on the, on the rollout. I've seen a weaker deployment on the, the media side. That's where I think a lot of organizations need to do some work. So, Dean, certainly you have a lot of opportunity to see healthcare organizations. How are some of your customers responding to these challenges that we've discussed? Well, again, I said before that they're looking at more of um, how do I leverage my uh, my infrastructure, and, and that happens a couple different ways. Um, let me look at the authentication side. So as I mentioned before, uh, companies have come up with some authentication strategy. What they're looking at to do is, is mature the solutions and how do I leverage that to other things. And so one of the trends that I see is, you know, if you look at technologies from multi-factor authentication, they fall into two camps. There's, there's one-time passwords, which might be like your, your token ID with a number on it. Or there might be PKI-based solutions that might be on a USB stick. You know, a lot of organizations may have gone with authentication for VPN access because it's you know it's a, a quick one, but it doesn't leverage itself very well. So uh, I'm seeing organizations on the authentication side mature their solutions to more PKI-based, and, and the reason why they're doing that is to leverage that investment so they can take that authentication and not just get into things like VPNs or their applications, but then to do other things like uh, digital signing using the certificate, doing some other value-added things with, with the same investment. Um, you know, on the encryption side, I, I see a bit of uh, maturation in how folks look holistically in encryption. So, we, you know, we go from uh, a couple years ago where you would have a conversation with one app group and how they approach cryptography you have another discussion with another group that approaches how they do database uh, encryption. You have another group that might try to figure out what the strategies were in file share. You're seeing organizations trying to figure out, okay, I, I've got all this going on. How do I manage it uh, from uh, a larger perspective and making sure that I have consistency, policy, you know, consistency from a policy perspective? Then also, how do I try to leverage that investment so that I make sure that um, I, I have my policy being delivered across my different uh, encryption points 
but I don't have to do a lot of manual systems on top of it. Um, I think the last thing I mentioned, uh, kind of along the lines of authentication, I'm seeing more use of digital signing is, you know, as we move into our organizations being federated, you know, maybe these health exchanges or with other different partners, there's a, there's a need to do more attestation from a digital perspective. So I'm seeing more digital signing happening in the, in the world. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the health information exchanges. There are actually a couple of emerging technologies or, or disciplines that I wanted to get your insights on. One is health information exchanges. The other is cloud computing. What do healthcare organizations need to be thinking about in these arenas? Okay, very good question. So, yeah, let me speak very quickly about health information exchanges. Actually, I see the two is quite related. But on the health information exchanges, first of all, it's an absolutely fantastic idea as a healthcare consumer. I'm glad to see the initiatives. Um, as I mentioned before, I think my concern is when I look at the conversation going on with healthcare exchanges, it's still really more in the early cycle where people are figuring out how do I do these, what are the technologies that I use, uh, and especially right now, what is what is the definition of meaningful use um, and how I get access to federal dollars? Um, just to step back again, when I when I look at how the market is is looking at these things, uh, I see the level of security conversation still lower than I'd like it to be. Um, again, not untypical for an earlier market. Uh, it, it, health information exchanges are just trying to figure the bits and bytes and how they enable. Uh, exchanging information between different elements, how they handle federation, versus really trying to get in the nuts and bolts of trying to do security. So I still think we're early there um, in, in, in the market. Um, so you asked the question about cloud security. I think it's related because when you start looking at technologies, cloud computing is an absolutely fantastic way of exchanging information for these health exchange um, systems because they're, they're a great way to get to different unrelated systems, uh, maybe geographic related. And so cloud computing is a big one in healthcare, actually in all markets in general. So, you know, a couple things that I see there is is the overall question of how do I apply security to cloud computing. You know, cloud computing is, is also a very early market, and one of the issues are that, um, you know, the regulations that we have, the structure and framework of how we look at security was really meant for an iron data center model. And so they're not necessarily applicable to the, the cloud computing world. So you're seeing a lot of uh, struggle there of what security controls do I put in place. A um, couple other things is the whole issue of, you know, federation. If you're building a health information exchange, just about by definition, you're doing some type of federation between different trust elements, different hospitals, healthcare organizations in, in, in a region. So trying to handle federation, you know, simply from an authentication perspective, how do I make sure that I authenticate users when I have different federated entities who are accessing it? Um, another difficult problem I think to solve is, without trying to spend too much time on it, is when you look at, you know, software as a service and cloud-based computing, you know, by definition, it's a multi-tenancy model. So these healthcare exchanges are dumping patient information in essentially one big data pool and that's necessary for economies of scales and how the architectures work, but it also has real privacy concerns because typically in that model, we only can do things like meta-tagging to define this element is coming in from this source. It then has the following policies about what information is allowed for different partners um, to make things con um, concrete. So creating a policy so that one person I mean, it has one condition, say HIV positive, um, uh, wants that to go to some healthcare providers but not others. Well, it becomes a real question about 
I want to make sure that's meta tagged properly when it goes into the cloud-based infrastructures. Uh, how do I make sure that I have the right controls to make sure that's enforced as it moves inside and outside the, the cloud-based models? And how I map, um, map my authentication authorization and attestation to, to that solution. So there's a lot of things still to work out from, from a cloud-based perspective. I think it's a great enabling technology, but there's still some homework to be done. Dean, let's talk about the SafeNet product suite. What do you have in the, in the suite that's helping healthcare organizations get a handle on all of these challenges that we've discussed? Well, I think first of all is, is our information lifecycle approach to, uh, to security. And the reason why I say that is it, it, it's our way of looking at the world, but it helps really foster a conversation rather than getting right into individual technologies. Uh, we can have more of a consultative approach with the customers. You know, we have a large portfolio and, and to be able to work with, okay, let's talk about how your information passes through your different parts of your system. How do you handle attestation? How do you handle authentication authorization? How do you handle privacy? And then we can map uh, a suite of solutions to, to address a larger issue of making sure that we have protections that follow through the life cycle. Um, from a product perspective, that maps down into individual product lines. We have products around identity. Uh, they can do things like multi-factor authentication, digital signatures. There's things that can help out with uh, transactions, make sure we do validation of our date um, verification through our hardware security modules, helping up with digital signing, um, key management as well, uh, making sure that the data within applications and databases can be encrypted in transactions. We then have solutions that can help you when data sits at rest and moves in different parts of your system. Uh, this would be encryption for file shares, for file and folders, for uh, full disk encryption, um, et cetera, even uh, network attached storage. And then finally, uh, you know, WAN-based uh, encryption when you're passing information between your data centers, even out to different cloud providers. So, you know, for, for those folks who are looking to secure information for the organization, I, I think that we have a great suite of solutions to help them with the overall lifecycle of protecting your data. Dean, just a final question for you. Based on your experience, where's the best place that a health healthcare organization can start now to improve their healthcare data protection? Well, there's usually two, two things I bring up in the conversation first. Is one is um, typically most organizations have some type of authentication in place. Let, let's talk about leveraging um, your your authentication into larger uses. So most organizations that have authentication probably have some type of PKI or digital signing in place. So look to move things like PKI-based uh, authentication um, to do your digital signing. It's a quick hit for a lot of customers. Uh, and that's the thing, encryption is huge. Um, again, the penetration of encryption on the media side and things out of uh, disk base is still lower than we'd like it to be. So uh, look at your overall uh, solution set for encrypting data in its lifecycle at the desktop, at the file shares, as it moves out to other parts of the organization. So those are really a couple quick hits that would solve some of the big you know, news items that healthcare uh, folks are finding. Very good, Dean. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you very much. That's been a good time. We've been talking about healthcare data protection. We've been talking with Dino Campo, Solution Strategies Director with SafeNet Inc. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.